What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. American Ground Radio. No religious or medical exemption needed. But studies have shown prolonged or excessive exposure to common sense spoken on this program may be contagious, making you infectious to others. We choose to go to the moon and do the other thing, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. It is time for us to realize that we're too great a nation to limit ourselves to small dreams. I have a dream that one day this nation will rise up and live out the true meaning of its creed. American Ground Radio with Louis R. Abalone and Stephen Pruff. Three, two, one. This is American Ground Radio. I'm Stephen Parr with Lewis R. Avalone. Okay, so special counsel John Durham yep. appearing before the House Judiciary Committee today mm-hmm. testified in accordance with his report that outlined what he called sobering terms the extensive misconduct committed throughout Operation Crossfire Hurricane, which mm-hmm. was the FBI's investigation of the Trump-Russia or the Russiagate hoax. Right. And he said, and this is from special counsel John Durham, that the dysfunction he uncovered in the Department of Justice, Mm -hmm. if unaddressed, poses significant national security risks. Of course it does. Because basically what happened was the FBI knew the Clinton campaign was making stuff up to get Donald Trump. And the FBI went, yeah. Sounds good. And they were roping in foreign agents to try and help out with that process. That is a national security problem. Well, he strenuously defended his investigation before the committee. This was his first public testimony since its release. Yeah. And he argued that the findings, and I I quote, the findings set forth in this report are serious Mm -hmm. and deserve attention from the American public and its elected representatives. Now, the investigation was based primarily on the content of the so-called Steele dossier, which was a, a piece of opposition research basically developed partly on the orders of Hillary Clinton's uh, 2016 Not presidential. Partly. Well, 100%. This came up. Hillary Clinton's team came up with this idea. They hired lawyers who then hired another group that hired Steele to make up lies about Donald Trump. And the reason she did it was because she was trying to take attention away from her email server. No, I, I, I get that. I guess what I'm trying to say is partly... Hillary Clinton, because there were many others that were complicit in our federal government as well that went along and to get along. Mm -hmm. And what John Durham was saying before Congress today is that there is not a single, and this is a direct quote, 
There is not a single substantive piece of information in the Steele dossier that has ever been corroborated by the FBI or, to my knowledge, by anyone else. What he is saying here, yeah. and this is a guy that the federal government obviously paid millions of dollars or yeah. at least spent millions of dollars on, on this right. investigation. Yeah. He says the Steele dossier is 100% fiction. A hundred percent fiction. And I know there are a lot of folks that say, well, we knew that. Right. I mean, is this really news? This is the this is the first public testimony since the release of the report. And I think it's important that it not just be this cold, sterile piece of paper or or, or set of documents. Right. It, he is vouching for this. And and here was actually one of the and, most... And he's standing before Congress answering questions. Here's one of the most disturbing things he said uh, in testimony today that I had not seen in the report itself. He said today, the FBI, including James Comey, picked up information that Hillary Clinton was going to do this dirty political trick, that it was going to be 100% fake. And... James Comey knew this was going to happen. He filled out a report and gave it to Barack Obama and Joe Biden. So both Barack Obama and Joe Biden knew they were complicit in that all of Hillary this. Clinton was doing a dirty political trick against Donald Trump by hiring Steele through Fusion GPS. And then when the FBI decided to, when James Comey decided to have his agents begin investigating this hoax that he knew was a hoax from the beginning james comey never told the top investigators he knew hillary clinton was the one who did it he never told them that in in the investigation J john durham was was talking about this uh, i believe it was uh jim jordan uh, jim jordan was asking him about this there was an agent one of the top agents investigating crossfire hurricane and when durham produced the report that Comey had already shown to Barack Obama and to Joe Biden. And Durham showed this report to the FBI agent. He said the FBI agent got emotional and had to leave the room. And Jordan said, you said emotional. You mean he was angry? He says, oh, yes, he was very angry. The FBI agent was angry that he had been duped by James Comey. And he only found out after Durham showed him the report Comey had produced saying this was fake in the summer of 2016. Well, and, and that that raises another question, and Durham brought that up, that basically the FBI, uh, like that agent, they were too willing to accept and to use politically funded and uncorroborated opposition research, mm -hmm. such as the Steele dossier. Yeah. Now, there were some folks who were caught up in that there that some, may not have known. But Peter Strzok, I believe, knew. James Comey definitely knew. Barack Obama definitely knew. Joe Biden definitely knew. Now, whether Joe Biden remembers today, that's a whole different discussion. But at the time, Joe Biden knew in the summer of 2016, before Hillary Clinton went on air. And Hillary Clinton, by the way, was the first person who ever went on air and said, yeah, well, what about the FBI's investigation of Donald Trump and Russia collusion? 
She was the one who brought it up to the media. The media had no idea before she started talking about it. That should have been a clue that this was a dirty trick. Okay, so have we reached a point where the political gamesmanship is so blatant and the corruption of the Department of Justice is so obvious that not only is their credibility lost, mm-hmm. but is it even possible for the them to regain it again? Okay, let me ask you a question. I'm hey, just saying that— To if, answer that question, let me ask you another question. Is there any single person in America today who could be placed in charge of the FBI that would be trusted by both Republicans and I, I Democrats don't know who that to be, would be No, I don't know who that would be. Then that means that I don't think the Department of Justice is salvageable. I don't think the FBI is salvageable because, because I, there's nobody right. that everyone can trust. And, and I think should President Trump be reelected to the presidency, I think he has no choice he has very little choice but utterly just to clean house he's got to dismantle the whole doj i mean it's going to be a forcible restructure of the department of justice and i think much of the executive branch into something new something entirely distinct something that is untainted by the history of the fbi shenanigans Mm -hmm. i mean leading all the way back to j edgar hoover but even before donald trump gets elected the republicans control the house of representatives All spending bills have to start in the House. Why are we paying for a department that we know is corrupt? Why are we spending money, taxpayer monies, on a department that we know 100% is corrupt? The Republicans should cut the funding to the DOJ today. And I think the American people, if you took a poll, I think the American people would agree with you. Let's get to the top three things you need to know before tomorrow. First thing you need to know before tomorrow, as we were just talking about, Special Prosecutor John Durham testified before the House Judicial Committee today about the origins of the Russia collusion hoax. In his testimony, he revealed that President Barack Obama, Vice President Joe Biden, and FBI Director James Comey all knew in the summer of 2016 that Hillary Clinton's campaign was in the process of inventing the hoax as part of a political dirty trick. But Comey never told the FBI agency assigned to investigate the Steele dossier that he knew it was a hoax. Democrats spent much of the hearing today asking Durham about the Mueller report, even though Durham didn't work on the Mueller report. Well, look at what the Department of Justice is doing to President Trump right now. And and yet, in poll after poll, more than 50% of Americans believe that the Department of Justice is acting on political motivations, not legal ones. Second thing you know before tomorrow, a federal judge ruled this week that Arkansas does not have the right to stop adults from castrating or mutilating children. U.S. District Judge Jay Moody issued a permanent injunction against Arkansas's ban on the misnamed gender-affirming care of minors that includes chemical or surgical castration of children or hormones or puberty blockers and that also cause irreversible damage. Judge Moody says the law violated the First Amendment to the Constitution, rights of physicians, and the due process and equal protection rights of kids who think they are the wrong gender. Arkansas's Republican Attorney General Tim Griffin said he will appeal a ruling to the Eighth Circuit Court. Well, I think this may, you know, there's all these court cases going on all across the country and state legislatures mm-hmm. that are debating the issue this is going to end up the supreme Court. i think ultimately that's where it's headed it's going to have to second thing you need or third thing you need to know before all the federal trade commission is suing amazon for allegedly tricking millions of customers 
The FTC says the online giant fooled people into enrolling in Amazon Prime and then making it harder or nearly impossible for people to unsubscribe to the service. FTC Chair Lena Khan said in a statement, these manipulative tactics harm consumers and law-abiding businesses alike. Amazon responded by saying the FTC was false on the facts and the law. The truth is that customers love Prime, and by design, we make it clear and simple for customers to both sign up for or cancel their Prime membership. You know, what what are the number of people that w- are injured by this or I, that would be complaining right now? I mean, it can't I be know that pe- many. I know people who have quit Amazon Prime and it was three clicks, three mouse clicks, and they're out of Amazon Prime. I don't understand. I don't understand the FTC's complaint. We'll be right back. You're listening to American Ground Radio. Welcome back to American Ground Radio. I'm Stephen Palmer, Lewis R. Avalone. Of course, uh, John Durham's report mm-hmm. was all about Hillary Clinton, right? The the plan, Hillary Clinton's plan to link Trump, right, uh, to the whole Russia, Russia, Russia collusion, right, where she hired uh, with Fusion, her, her her campaign, she hired her campaign, her campaign hired Fusion GPS, Fusion GPS hired Christopher Steele, Christopher Steele made the whole thing up. Right. And, and of course, Barack Obama, Joel, Joe Biden knew mm-hmm. about it. Yeah. So did James Comey. They all know, knew about it and they all knew it was fake. And, and here's the thing. So, of course, John Durham appeared before Congress today and Democrat Representative Hank Johnson. Take a listen to this line of questioning. Uh, it's uh, well, it, it's it's interesting. Take a listen. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Oh, okay. No, 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 we're not getting that. I don't know. I don't have the audio. Oh, what's going on with that? I don't know. Okay. Well, it's uh, it's live radio, right? It is. It is live radio. So Hank Johnson was was going after Durham, and he was like, "You you didn't get an indictment against Hillary, did you?" No, and, and exactly. Well, no, 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 no. He didn't ask. For, well, he asked. You didn't get an indictment against Hillary. Yeah. But then he went on to say, "You didn't even indict Hunter Biden." <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Yes, and, and so Special Counsel Durham was like, "We, we weren't investigating Hunter Biden. That we that was before the laptop." Yeah, hey, this is a member of Congress. Uh, this uh, Hank Johnson does he not know any better? No, but he he doesn't care. What he's trying to do is to say that Durham was only trying to go after Democrats, and Durham completely failed. And he's trying to say, well, look, all these people that that you were supposedly going after and you didn't get any indictments against them, those people must be pure as the driven snow because you didn't get any indictments at them. Look, we got indictments against Trump and Trump's evil. So anybody that doesn't have an indictment, they must be pure gold. Hunter, you didn't even indict Hunter. He's a great kid. Exactly. But this is the same member of Congress who thought that the island of Guam was in danger of tipping over 
mm-hmm. and capsizing. Right. He was very concerned about the troop buildup because if we put too many troops on Guam, Guam would tip over. And he wasn't joking. No. I, and we're not joking. No. He says, my fear is the whole island will become so overly populated mm-hmm. that it will tip over and capsize. Yeah, that's not how islands work. And the, the admiral that mm-hmm. was appearing before Congress at the time said... I, I thought the admiral was uh, brilliantly behaved. It says, uh, we don't anticipate that. What an how understatement. Pro- how professional was that? Right. We got a question for our American mama. Dear mama, do you think conservative women are actually prettier than leftist women? Well, let's ask our American mama. Mama, mama. And joining us now, our American mama, Terry Netterville. If people were at your son's wedding this weekend and they saw that dress, that blue dress with the gold inlay in it, the answer would be, yeah, yeah. Conservative oh, women. So sweet. Much, uh, Thank like you. butter, right? Thank, <laughs> Thank you so much. Okay, but we've talked about this before. Uh-huh. And there are lots of conservative women who are actually, I mean, not to objectify, but they're really pretty. Right. Um, Sarah Palin. Yeah. Pretty lady. Um, you've got um, uh, Nancy Mace, a uh, congresswoman out of South Carolina. She went to uh, what VMA, right? Yes, I agree. Oh, she's pretty lady. Yeah, South Dakota's. Um, is that, who's that oh, governor? Yeah, uh, governor? Christy Noem. Yeah. Christy Noem. Beautiful to me. Very pretty lady. Yes, Carrie uh, Lake was pretty lady. A lot of our uh, Fox News anchors that yeah. are women, very attractive. Uh, Ron DeSantis' wife. Very beautiful. Uh, Casey DeSantis. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's pretty. Of course, um, uh, Trump, uh, Melania Trump's very pretty lady. Beautiful. Gorgeous. Um, Ivanka Trump's pretty girl. Gorgeous. So uh, you see it over and over, and then, you know, you've got, you go look on the other side, and I don't want to, like, name names because I think that's a little mean, but there are plenty of women on the other side. You're like... That's not that's not all that attractive. And, and they might find it unattractive that we care so much about the outside appearance. You okay. know what I mean? That's fair. I mean, th- they may think, you know what, we like we like to go like this, and this is who I am, and what I need, you know, who I am meant to be, and well, that's great too. And, and it doesn't mean that just because you're leftist that you are unattractive. Right. I mean, right, a- right. AOC's a pretty pretty looking lady. Yes, I agree. I with don't that. think her spirit's all that attractive, and that but... makes her not as attractive to me because right. of her personality. There's just a lot about her that she is. If just if you're just looking at a picture, yeah, uh-huh. she's very attractive. Oh, it's interesting you say just looking at a picture. Because they asked artificial intelligence, you know, they got this AI stuff, chat, GPT, and all this. They asked them about what does a conservative woman look like? What does a liberal woman look like? And chat GPT thinks conservative women are better looking than leftist this women. Was fascinating to me. Fascinating. I just for the first time watched The Matrix uh-huh. the other day because I was like, okay, what is all this about? <laughs> and it was a lot about the art- artificial intelligence. And right. It's kind of eerie, actually. A made up world. Yeah. But for them to say that the um, artificial intelligence felt like that the conservative women were more attractive, mm-hmm. they wanted to look into why. Right. And they said, you know, most clearly they saw that both the male and the female right wing composites appeared happier than the left-wing counterparts. And we know that when you are happy and you exude happiness, you're just prettier. That's true. It, it is the absolute truth. Um, you just kind of exude. There's something extra. There's a Also, if you have a holy confidence, if you're somebody that is so reliant on God and you trust the journey for your life, you, you kind of have this thing about you that is just 
a beautiful aura. You can be somebody that maybe model, if you're speaking about how someone looks in the world of models, maybe they wouldn't make the cut. But when you get to know them, when you see their aura, some of these women who you might just look on the street as, Nah, they're yeah. okay. They end up being very beautiful to you. Okay. And also, when you look at a lot of the, the Women's March folks. Yes. Yeah. It seemed to me a lot of them were actually going out of their way to make themselves look less attractive. Yeah. Did you ever see the same thing? I did. I noticed the same thing, and I, I don't quite understand what it is uh, about that. Um, and they kind of... Um, I think those on the left will kind of, the way that they handled Melania Trump, Mm -hmm. and they talked about Michelle Obama being so far more beautiful than Melania. Oh, look at Michelle's arms. Yes. Michelle's arms are just gorgeous. And yet they felt they were so disparaging about Melania. Who was an actual model. Yes. About her looks, about her character, about, you know, what she stood for. I mean, it's just interesting how you kind of, maybe, maybe we don't, if they saw the same composites, maybe they would look at us and go, wow fake, phony, you know, or mm. whatever. When we just want to, you know, most of us that I know that are conservative women, uh, we want to look good. We just, we watch those people and we watch videos on how to contour your face. So do you think that there's anything to, because one of the ideas that was bandied around as to why ChatGBT would think that conservatives are more attractive than leftists, they said it might have been because of socioeconomic things, that conservative yeah. people were rich and therefore rich people could spend money on looking good. Well, a 2022 survey found that conservative women are much more likely to be completely satisfied with their lives than liberal women. About 31% of conservative women ages 18 to 55 are completely satisfied with their lives, while only 16% of liberal women are. And there's something attractive about being comfortable in your own skin. That is the point to me. I feel like that that's it. The reason that it comes across that we are more... uh, are, are more attractive in these studies, I think what they're seeing is a group that's more satisfied with their lives. They have God in their lives. They love their role as a woman and they don't want to be called chest feeders and all of that. We, right. we are so happy with our, within our skin. And I'm talking about uh, lesbian women too, who are conservatives. Like when you're happy in your own skin mm-hmm. and you feel like that you're doing God's work on earth, you're just more attractive. If you'd like to ask our American Mama a question, go to our website, americangroundradio.com slash mama, and click on the Ask the Mama button. Terry Nettleville, thank you so much. Thank you. And coming up next here on American Ground Radio, we are digging deep. We will be right back. Choosy moms choose American Ground Radio. It's smooth, creamy, and now contains seven grams of protein per serving. With Louis R. Avalone and Stephen Parr. When it comes to liberal ideology, we're not just flattening the curve. We're stopping the spread. American Ground Radio. Common Sense Radio for Common Sense People. Back to American Ground Radio. I'm Stephen Parr with Louis R. Avalone. Oh boy, the vitriol over this vitriol. The vitriol—that's a big word. Well, uh, over the this submarine uh, oh. that is carrying, you know, a billionaire. Wait, and, wait. There's vitriol over the submarine. Well, there's vitriol. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Towards those in the submarine. Oh, you know, people saying are saying they deserve it because they they're so rich. deserve it. Well, they deserve it. They shouldn't have ever done that. How stupid. I mean, it's like, okay, but I mean, don't we celebrate taking risk in this country? I mean, we all take risks every single day. What about people that go skydiving? Forget What about hot air ballooning? Forget all that. You can't have compassion for a fellow human being who's facing their last, the potential of their last hours on Earth. You, you, they have no way to communicate with their family, with their friends. They have no chance to give those folks that they love their last words possible. And you're going to spend time going, oh my gosh, they had it coming. You, you've got no empathy for them? I mean, yeah, okay, I get it. You know, it. they knew the risks, and okay, leave it at that. Well, look, one Leave of them, it at that, but they're still, they're human. These are human these lives. Are human beings. I mean, these are someone's family. One, one of them paid to go on to one of those rocket ships up into space with, uh, you know, Blue Origin or Elon Musk. I'm, I'm not sure which one he went up on, but he, he spent, you know, a couple hundred thousand dollars to go on a 10-minute ride into space. And then he wanted to go down to the bottom of the ocean and see that Titanic. Look, the guy's got a lot, had a lot of money. He, he gets the, the right to spend it however he wants to. Life's an adventure. He wanted to go on adventures. Yeah, so, yeah. You can't understand any of that. And, and look, just because you would make different decisions doesn't mean he didn't have the right to make those decisions. And doesn't mean that you should take some joy or some pleasure in what's happening now, no. So the the CEO of OceanGate, who is currently trapped in the in the submersible, yeah, who uh, has also w- made decisions I don't think I would agree with, that, but okay. Right, and the submersible uh, was touring. That the intention was to tour the Titanic shipwreck. Right now, he said uh, in a Zoom interview before they all went missing mm-hmm. that he wanted inspirational. And I use inspirational in quotations. Uh Inspirational sub operators. Yep. And that meant avoiding experienced 50-year-old white guys. Now. That's not a smart thing to say. But does that have anything to do with why they may be in the situation that they are in? I don't know. know. I don't know. know. All I know is, is that you've got fellow human beings mm-hmm. that are may in fact have lost their lives and, and, and if, just if pray they have their already, families and, and just leave it at that right and if they haven't already then they're facing that head on in the next few hours can we not have some empathy but i mean it, it, again this if in fact he did say this Wasn't that he smart. didn't want to 
hire someone that was experienced because they were white. That's that's, that's that doesn't make any sense. Let's dig deep. Working in a coal mine, going down, down, down. Working in a coal mine, about to step down. So we've talked before about how the most dangerous places in America are all run exclusively by Democrats, right? Always, yeah. But in recent months, Democrats and the leftist media have been pushing back on this idea. Gavin Newsom was was talking about how, no, no, it's red states with the, the higher murder rate. Politico. Quote, in reality, the region the Big Apple comprises most of is far and away the safest part of the U.S. mainland when it comes to gun violence, while the regions Florida and Texas belong to have per capita firearm death rates, homicides and suicides, three to four times higher than New York's. Forbes magazine wrote, red states have higher gun death rates than blue states. Mm. All right, you see what's going on here? It is true that red states in general do have higher murder rates than blue states. Here here are the states with the highest murder rates per capita. Okay. All right. Number one, Mississippi. Two, Louisiana. Three, Kentucky. Four, Alabama. Five, Missouri. Six, South Carolina. Seven, New Mexico. Eight, Georgia. Nine, Alaska. Ten, Tennessee. Gosh, it looks like there's a problem with Republican-run states there, right? But see, here's the problem with that data. State governments aren't the jurisdictions most responsible for responding to investigations or preventing murder? No, it's the district attorneys Uh within each parish, within each county, or the police departments within each city, right? Those are the ones that investigate the crime. Those are the ones that are supposed to be stopping crime or engaging with the community to prevent crime. Well, right. So you've got the DAs and you got the local PD. Yes and no, because if the district attorneys that the district attorney is the one that decides whether or not to prosecute a crime. Right. But if your police department is down a thousand officers, how are they going to do it? Preventing murder. Not very good. Right now. That responsibility is with the local governments. So looking at statewide data is misleading because the cause and effect doesn't match up. Real Clear Investigations published a report this week focusing on that exact problem. They wrote the murder rate for counties that Biden won is much higher than for the counties that Trump won. 5.97 versus 2.58 for 100,000 people. Mm. 131% higher. And the county breakdown clearly shows that the higher murder rates in the Trump states are driven by the murder rates in Biden counties. So it's it's that the Biden, the, the folks who voted Democrat and live in states that voted for Republicans, those are the areas where you're seeing some of the highest murder rates in the country, not just in those states, but in the country. There, the, it appears that the Democrat-run jurisdictions in generally Republican states are actually much more violent than even Democrat-run jurisdictions in Democrat-run states. Okay, but, you know, there are a lot of folks that would say, well, you know, to attribute crime uh-huh. solely to police departments and district attorneys, mm-hmm. doesn't that oversimplify the complex nature of crime and its causes? Sure, no, no, no. Crime is a multifaceted issue. Crime is primarily a cultural thing. You either live in a jurisdiction that has a culture that is averse to crime, or you live in an area where there's a culture that celebrates crime. Right. What we tolerate is we, what we get. We get more of. Here's from that Real Clear Investigations report. While the murder rates in Trump counties and the states Trump won are only slightly higher than those in Trump counties and states Biden won, the Biden counties in Trump states had an 83% higher murder than in Biden states. 
This may say more about law enforcement and demographics than it does about state gun control laws. The point is that the gun can, the left will say, look, the gun control laws in red states aren't, aren't strict enough, and that's why there's so much murder in red states. But if that were true, then in even those counties that voted for Trump in the red states, you'd see a higher murder rate in those counties, and you don't. It's only in the Democrat-run counties in the red states where you're seeing those massive increases in crime. But why are Democrats not for law and order? I mean, does it occur to anyone to ask that question, to really study that question? When it's, I I know correlation does not equal causation, but at the same time, I mean, it's it's a pretty strong correlation. Is it really that big of a coincidence? Well, here's what Real Clear Politics said about that: Consider two heavily Democrat jurisdictions in heavily Republican states, St. Louis, Missouri, and New Orleans, Louisiana. Over 80 percent of the voters in both places voted for Biden, though only about 40 percent of the voters in those states voted for him. Their murder rates are also extremely high, with St. Louis at 52 per 100,000 and New Orleans at 50. With their large populations, they were a major reason why Missouri's and Louisiana's murder rates were 11.8 and 15.8 per 100,000 people, respectively. By contrast, the murder rate for the U.S. as a whole was 6.5. This is one of those examples. Mark Twain said, there's lies, there's damn lies, and there's statistics. This murder rate that it's higher in red states is a is a, a statistical lie because the what the murder is actually happening is in those Democrat jurisdictions within the red states. We'll be back. You're listening to American Ground. Can Welcome back to American Ground Radio. I'm Stephen Parr with Louis R. Avalone. You know, although I don't quite understand why the uh-huh. left seems to want to destroy women's sports in this country it's kind of weird isn't it i mean isn't that what you're essentially doing well i mean they they live this lie or they tell this lie yeah that they're not well but because they say that that men who say they are women automatically are women and that that's that's fair to them they they completely ignore the science and and the reason that shows men are actually physically stronger, faster, well, those are the larger. facts. Those are the facts. Those are the facts. They just ignore the science. They ignore the facts because it doesn't match their political belief. Well, there was an activist uh, testifying before Congress, along with uh, Miss Riley Gaines, right uh, from from Kentucky. And so the activist mm-hmm. was talking about how. Men could not beat Serena and Venus Williams. So this was an example right. of how, no matter how strong a man may be, yes, uh, these phenomenal tennis players, right. uh, Serena and Venus Williams, could not be beat. Okay, but and I will, I will argue right now, both Serena and Venus could beat me. In tennis, no, well, so easily. Okay, is that? Okay. I'm just saying that goes without saying. Come on. Well, but but so they, so folks don't think that I think men are better than women at every single every single man is better than every single woman. No, no, they, I, I get they that. could destroy me on a tennis court. They could make me cry. Well, take a listen. Here is uh, an LGBTQ activist testi- uh-huh. testifying before Congress about how men would struggle to beat Serena and Venus Williams. I believe this is with Senator uh, Kennedy, right? This John is Kennedy? with Senator Kennedy, yes. 
and, and that's not playing. oh no no okay. it's not not playing but nevertheless but Riley Gaines came back and said wait a minute both Serena and Venus mm-hmm. lost the two the two hundred and third ranked men, men's tennis player right both of them lost to someone. That and no one else knows his and name. And they're phenoms. I mean, right. Serena and, and Venus. They are the best female tennis players of all time. And both of them wouldn't be in the top hundred of tennis players today. Uh, let me Male let, tennis players. Let me play this clip. Let me see. We'll try, we got we'll, 12 seconds. 12 seconds. Let's try it. Okay. We'll, yeah. Let's move on. Okay. We're going to move on to a bright spot. So there's an interesting that ha- thing that happened on Twitter this week. We talk a lot about what if the roles were reversed. Like, for example, what if we had an organization called White Lives Matter, right? Or what if we had a month called Straight Pride Month where everyone had to celebrate traditional male, female, husband, wife roles and anyone who refused to was called a bigot? What if we did that, right? Mm, yeah, okay. James Esses is a lawyer and a therapist from the United Kingdom. He tweeted this week, yesterday after posting a tweet saying that I reject the word cis and I don't wish to be called it, I received a slew of messages from trans activists calling me a sissy and telling me that I am cis whether I like it or not. Just imagine if the roles were reversed. Hmm. This is the one of the things I've been intrigued with as well. We've got the same group of folks that insist we use their specific and special pronouns and that if we don't use that, that we are bigots, that we are awful people. Yet they also insist we don't have a right to our own specific adjectives. They get their pronouns. We don't get our adjectives. If I don't want to be called cis, shouldn't that be my adjective? And no, no, no. You're cis whether you like it or not. Well, it's rules for thee, but not for me. Cis was a word made up in 1991, in case you're thinking, I haven't heard this word very often. I, I was going to ask, what is the origin of, of cis? So it, it's, and that's it, cis, C-I-S. C-I-S. So it's got a, a Latin, uh, uh, it's supposed to mean the opposite of trans. So it was by a German sexologist named Volkmar Sigisch. He argued that it, he also argued that exposing children to pornography was perfectly normal and healthy. So that gives you the mindset of this guy. He it was invented in an effort to make transgender or transsexual people seem more normal. They just had a different adjective. But today it's used as a put down by the left. It's used as an effort to silence people. You're cis. So you don't have the right to talk. But James S's tweet about being called cis after he didn't said he didn't like it being called cis caught the attention of one Elon Musk. And Musk tweeted in response, quote, repeated targeted harassment against any account will cause the harassing accounts to receive, at minimum, temporary suspensions. The words cis or cisgender are considered slurs on this platform. Cisgender. Imagine that. Oh, wait a minute. So, Elon Musk says cisgender, mm-hmm. even though, I mean, arguably it refers just to individuals whose gender identity aligns with the sex. But who that uses they were that assigned at birth? Who uses that word and why? That was not that's a word that was made up by the trans movement to put down regular people. OK, but is it comparable to using uh, the term heterosexual? I'm just saying. Uh, no, uh, you, you can call someone heterosexual and there's no pejorative intent. So you don't think cisgender is the same cisgender as... Cisgender is designed to minimize my value 
by saying, I simply don't understand and I don't have a right to talk about trans things because I'm cis. So cisgender or being cis then or calling someone cis is, is, a, ten, do, is a dog whistle? It, it, no, it's not a dog whistle. It is an intentional put down. Imagine that a word made up to degrade and defame the majority of people on the planet is a slur. See, I think Elon Musk stating that is a bright spot. I think that's a good thing that's saying, look, if you, if you don't want people to call you the wrong adjective, you don't have the, or the wrong pronoun. You don't have the right to call them a pejorative adjective and think that you're high and mighty. That's the point. The only people who use the term are the people who are trying to bully others. And that makes it a slur. You're listening to American Ground Radio. Welcome back to American Ground Radio. I'm Stephen Parr. I'm Louis R. Avalone. So the first Republican debate, a presidential debate, uh, will be hosted by Fox in August. Right. And there's a lot of folks, you know, wondering, will it really be a debate worth watching without Trump? I mean, seriously. Why Why wouldn't Trump be there? Well, it, it, he sat down for an interview for Brett Baer, and Brett Baer asked him that very question. Mm-hmm. Here, take a listen to his answer. Hey, Brett, why would I allow a hostile network and then allow people that are polling at zero they're pulling at zero, many of these guys. One of them is zero with an arrow left. Now, I think that's a mistake. In other words, a zero, that's less than zero. Christie's like at 1% or less. Uh, many of them, Nikki Haley's at 2%. She hasn't caught on because everyone knows she's, you know, highly overrated. You know, I put Nikki there because I like the governor, the lieutenant governor of South Carolina. And Henry McMaster has turned out to be a great, great governor. That's why you put her in well, the position two. for the I UN? I for the price of one. I put her over there. But much more important to me, because Henry McMaster was great, always great. And people love him in South Carolina. And I got him to be governor of South Carolina. That was a very big thing to me. And I put her in that other position. So, well, <laughs> it went okay. on to some other things. But he brings up a good point. Okay. Why, why would, I mean, he's polling at, at, over 50% of Republicans. Okay. Why give that the rest of those candidates any credibility? I don't know if he gives them any credibility, but he would defend his own credibility. But you know, if he wants to say, well, he has the right to say, well. When I say, whoa, I mean, whoa. Dr. Robert Moore was about to celebrate his 100th birthday to help him celebrate his daughter. Allison put out a notice on social media asking people to come by their house with their dogs. And she suggested, you know, dress your dog up in a costume just for fun. Allison was hoping for maybe 20 dogs to parade by for Robert to see. But her request went viral, and instead of dozens of dogs, hundreds showed up. Oh, wow. More than 200 trotted by, dressed up in tuxedos and cowboy hats, princess crowns, riding around in little cars. Caused such a stir that it even made the local news. Allison told the local NBC station, My father said he was so touched, he pet every single dog that came through. I guess no one asked who let the dogs out. Mm. May your pursuit of happiness bring you joy. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. 
That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.